RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. So over the last few weeks, we've been talking quite a bit about energy here at Reality Check Radio, and uh, that is on the back of the announcement of the fund set up with BlackRock. We know about that, and also the government's plans to phase out fossil fuels and gas and go for a uh, decarbonized energy system by 2050. So here's another thing to talk about and consider. And uh, joining me is Andrew Fisher, who got the first anaerobic digestion system using food waste to generate biogas up and running in Reparoa, a state-of-the-art facility. The company is called EcoGas. And Andrew, welcome to Reality Check Radio. Thanks for coming on. No, thank you very much for the opportunity to talk about uh, EcoGas and the Reparoa facility. Okay, so explain how this works. I believe that it involves diverting food waste from, what, landfill and rather than just putting it in, in the ground, what, generating energy from it? Is that yeah, Paul, the case? And how does it work? So, Paul, what we've done, Reparar is only picking up on uh, what's already been happening in Europe and North America. There's 9,000 comparable facilities in Europe. 9,000? 9,000. Uh, 9, so we're, we're catching up. Um, Ireland, which would you say Ireland is about the same size as New Zealand? Ireland only has four landfills. New Zealand has 134 landfills. So, you know, and Ireland has 31 of these facilities. We have one. <clears throat> so it's an area of uh, that it has been missed in New Zealand. We've pursued landfill as an option. Um, and this is, you know, landfills, for example, around Auckland, take up about 3,000 rugby fields in space and land use. Reparara is one rugby field. So how does how does food get converted? It's yeah. a natural process. Um, and we take the food. Now, it can also be animal manures, packaged food waste, commercial. We've got a big dairy industry. We've got a big, big meat industry. They all have um, byproducts and you know, waste waters um, and food waste. Look, we're telling everyone to eat fresh fruit, but banana skins need a home. Orange peel needs a home. Kiwi fruit needs a home. And 40% of what's going into our landfills, bearing in mind we've got a lot of them, is actually food waste. And it's a resource. Really? It's a resource. Well, why do you think we've been, because that, you know, we, we sort of pride ourselves, a lot of talk about, you know, being eco sort of minded and everything. We've got all these landfills. How many rugby fields did you say that was? Like 3,000 or something? Yeah. And that's just in around the Auckland area. Oh, around yeah. Auckland. Wow. Yeah. And here we are, and other countries are doing this. Sounds like quite a mature technology, and and you're the only one who's doing it? Yeah, that's correct. Well, How did that happen? One, um, I think there's a perception that it's more expensive uh, than, than landfill. We, we've we also not been wanting to separate our waste and not source separate. And I think we've got to understand there's many areas where we've got resources, you know, aluminium cans. Why are they still being allowed to go landfill? Why is timber being allowed to go landfill? Why is, you know, plastics? Um we clear investment signals are needed, Paul. Um, and you know we've got a country now. The technology is involved. Um, we've taken risks. The very fortunate thing, Paul, in this space is EcoGas Reparar is owned by the community of New Zealand. Uh, the Central Lakes Trust, our Central Otago community-owned organisation, is the funder, and the you know, it's why it's happened. It's New Zealand taking uh, a front step and actually taking responsibility for the future and giving our our children something they can be proud of. The farming community of Reparar calls it Rocket Lab. 
you know, rocket lab for farming. It's technology. It's stainless steel. It's it's sexy. It looks cool. Oh and, wow! Okay. You know, we're 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 creating CO two, which the you know the beverage industry will be loving. Uh, currently, that CO two is coming in from Singapore and Australia. We're going to be putting gas into the grid to replace the fossil fuel. In Denmark, twenty percent of their gas comes from that sort of animal manures, food waste. We've got a great infrastructure there already, which we can use. So all the cow crap on a farm, okay, there's all the food waste, but even all of that is part yep. of the mix to generate Correct. biogas and the energy, right? Yeah, yeah. You look at someone like First Gas, New Zealand's big network operator. I think you can see some documents they put out recently. If we were to divert all the food waste that's currently in the North Island to to uh, another two or three reparoas, we could replace all the household gas use in the North Island, that's us, us as householders, uh, renewable at a cost point cheaper than we have now. And look at that, we save the environment. We do better things. And that, cus- that custody of a resource, you know, we start changing our behaviours. We start looking, you know, recycling cardboard, our paper, there's many avenues. We don't need more landfills. Yeah. Sounds like we're sort of like married to landfills, you know, just because it's what we've always done. Is that? I think of... we think it's cheaper uh, because it's cheaper for this generation. Some ge- one, A generation's got to pay for it sometime. So the plant, you said it's sexy. I like that. Stainless steel and sexy. Um, so, you know, what, 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 how, how extensive is a plant? You mentioned two or three. How much do these things cost to build, uh, and how long does it take to? I mean, seventy percent of all cooking gas. I mean, you can people are buying that. You can you you can make your money back. You know, in a reasonable time, I would imagine. So, you know, what's what's involved in setting these plants up? The the first the, you do you do need money, but um, I would argue that it's cheaper to build than a landfill, um, and you got less land involved. What you need is uh, you need to have like uh, eco gas is a, a bringing together of a, a community owned and funded with Pioneer. Pioneer Energy has got um, between Pioneer Energy and Eco Stock, the other founder, uh, they've got a hundred years experience. So you you need experience and you need to have um, ingrained network of support, and that's what Eco Gas has. It's got the ability. We're already been collecting uh, food waste for stock feed, uh, working in the Hawkes Bay. The Canterbury region, Wellington, Auckland, and then Pioneer itself has got 26 big energy facilities across New Zealand. You've got to have a track record in it, um, and you've got to have the engagement through uh, you know, the iwi, communities, commercial entities, uh, councils. Um, it's about backing existing New Zealanders to do it. What is the process then? How do you, without giving away any state secrets, yep. how do you convert all that waste to something you can cook with in, in an economic, viable kind of way? I think the first thing is that, um, as I said to you before, there's 9,000 proven facilities overseas that, that, that uh, I guess, prove the business model. Uh, some of them have, uh, have, have had government support and everything because they deliver so many benefits. So what do we do? Um, we operate, first of all, to an internationally recognised standard called PAS 110, which is Publicly Acceptable Standard 110 which is great for a country like us who's an exporter because all our exporters have to operate to an international standard. And that's one thing that um, it, it is a big plus to start off with. It's, it's internationally recognised. So we take food and we take the Auckland Council where we pick it up. Uh, it's picked up in small bins. It's aggregated in a, in a truck. It comes to our 
papakurasite. It uh, goes into, is consolidated. Now, the thing about what we do, say, for Reparoa, is in Reparoa, there is bark chip coming north every day for composting. There's aggregate coming north every day. And there's scoria. So about 53 trucks leave that Taupo Basin every day coming to Auckland. Auckland consumes over 3 million tonne of aggregate or quarry rock to build, construct. There's no wow. quarries in central Auckland. No, not anymore. <laughs> no. So um, you've got it, You've got these trucks leaving Auckland empty, so you utilise it. Now, we also want to create a product that's valuable in, in the circular world. You've got all this potential food that's converted to a, a biofertiliser. The big markets for fertiliser are in the in the farming areas. So you, this, you've got this great bringing together of the urban and rural communities. The urban community absorbs the food that's been produced. The waste then comes back. Food is also 80% water. Right, 80% okay. of it is water. Yeah. So you're taking the water back to where it's needed most. Okay, compost only consists of 30% water. So where's that water disappearing to? That's why anaerobic digestion is so valuable because it actually respects the, the water and it keeps that nutrients in train. So from from uh, from Auckland, it comes down to uh, Riparoa, but we've got trucks coming out of uh, Wellington, Hawke's Bay. We did quite a bit out of for Cyclone Gabriel. Uh, we've got trucks coming out of Taranaki. So Riparoa is our first facility in New Zealand. It allows us to really service the North Island and everyone equally. When it gets down to um, Riparoa, it goes across the Weybridge, and then it goes through a, a mechanised – this last time, no one touches it. It's never touched by hand. It's all mechanical processes. Uh, we can depack and clean the product at about 44 tonne an hour, which gives you an idea. Is about If you look at a, a school bus, that's about 30. So one and a half school buses in volume, an hour of food waste we can handle. Okay. Yep. And that turns into a slurry. So it looks like a thick spirulina. So from then on, it's a slurry. And it's what we call 12 mils, which is what they want for international standard. And from that paste, it goes into a, a tank for five days to balance it out. And then it goes into, like, your second, your cow's stomach. That's why New Zealand should be the, the world leader in anaerobic digestion, because we're the world leader in dairy farming. Yeah. And it's the same process. But we capture that gas. It's all enclosed, stainless steel. And it starts fermenting. We're feed, it's a bug farm. We're feeding bugs. It's a beautiful big bug farm. And those <laughs> those bugs you know, burp away and celebrate, but they celebrate and their gas is, is captured, and it's a, um, it's a biomethane. And that methane is is like you have your household gas, but the biomethane is 39% CO2 and 60% methane, whereas in the house, your household gas that you get in pipeline has only got 9% CO2 and 90% methane. So we've got a 30% difference. So we strip out 30% of that CO2 and we're going to bottle it. The fact the facility comes online at the end of this year, early next year. And that CO2 is used for, you know, beverage industry. And we New Zealand's importing it at the moment. Yeah, because we're short of it after the refinery close. Is that correct? Correct. correct. We were short of it before the refinery oh, okay. closed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But CO2, it's, it's natural. We're, we're capturing it. Now, we're also using it to feed the tomatoes next door. We've got a big glass house with turners and growers. Uh, and that helps with about a 30% lift in their growth, which is a, is a very respected international standard. CO2 is also used to make dry ice for cleaning, so it reduces uh, big commercial factories use it instead of detergents and other chemicals. So it's, again, a, you know, a really good way of using a resource. Yeah. And then that gas. So we've, you've got your, your gas, so you've got your CO2. You can run the gas through a generator to make electricity. We can make the, the gas will go through the gas lines for be available for other, you know, 
heating pools, houses, factories. So it's a drop in replacement. That gas is created regardless, but we're using it and back into circularity at scale. And it's a big part, part here, uh, point here, Paul, is you've got to do it at scale. Um, New Zealand has this, uh, I guess, uh, we don't like to talk about people who make money, but, you know, our rugby players make money. <laughs> um, and yeah. I think you've got to look our at politicians it. make money. Well, if we can make money, then we can when we can pursue you know a better education system, a, a better health system. They need to be paid for, and we need to celebrate the companies that are actually generating it, so we can set the next generation up for better things than us. I tell you um, what, you 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 basically sold me already. I have to say because it sounds so sensible, and uh, and doable. Um, I mentioned uh, that uh, you know government uh, plan. They call it a plan, I think, to go. Um, or decarbonize the energy system by 2050. I see biogas is mentioned in there. Not too much detail, but um, it is mentioned. So does that give some hope for what you're doing as a part of the mix of our energy supply in that plan taking us to 2050? And have you had any discussions with what Ministry of Business and Innovation or whatever they call themselves, MB, who've been putting out the documents, uh, any relevant politicians, ministers, public servants? Um, have you had any communication with them? Uh, I guess, first of all, Paul, hope, hope's not a really good plan, is it? So uh, we, we're we delivering. We've got a site in the Manor two that's uh, just about to be uh, started, and we've got another site down in Canterbury. I think um, <clears throat> you know we're owned by a community, and the community knows that New Zealand has a capacity for about 20 of these plants, and that's what we're going to be delivering. Uh, yes, we've had some great engagement with um, MB. They actually provided a um, $7 million loan um, to uh, from the Provincial Growth Fund to Referar, which has been fantastic. Oh, so that's um, directly helped you in what you're doing? What it's done is um, it's allowed us to work with, with Govan and talk to them. We've hosted ministers. Minister Megan Wood was there if she opened the uh, facility. Um, uh, we've hosted a number of uh, government departments. They they understand their cogs move at a certain speed. Um, and what we're also delivering is um, something that has commercial outcomes, not only for councils, but for communities. The big one where government uh, doesn't like to get involved is because it can be seen as helping commerce in New Zealand and upsetting our trade relationships. Um, it's also complex. It's like Rocket Lab, you know. It is. It does require a high level of intelligence to run these plants. Well, that's good. <laughs> and right. uh, the uh, we've we've got those networks. So to answer your question, we are delivering on it, and uh, the the benefits are coming back to New Zealand. Um, and that's what's really, uh, I guess, gets me excited is that this is something that New Zealand is going to. These are fifty year assets, um, and we're helping divert what was forty percent of stuff going to landfill. Remembering a lot of it's water, a lot of it's yeah. water. Eighty yeah. percent is water. So we're keeping this resource in action. Look, I've got exporters coming to us our site regularly saying, look, we've just been able to close out a deal with a big supermarket chain because when we have samples, obviously that used to go landfill. Now the samples are going here. Well, the retained stock, they love this. They think it's, you know, they they think it's just the bee's knees. All right, Andrew, thanks for coming on and, and sharing that information about eco gas. It's really interesting. And uh, well done, getting something up and running and actually working. That's an achievement in uh, New look, Zealand. The, the, the great people of Referar have, have been fantastic, been had some great support from uh, uh, councils and had some great support from New Zealanders. So um, 
Yeah, there's a lot of people want to do it, so no, thank you very much for the opportunity, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.